0: Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to the Marissa Says Podcast, where we work to normalize learning while fostering healthy and sometimes difficult discussions. This week's episode starts right now. Alright, so welcome back everyone. This week's positive affirmation is the following.
1: How to take your power back. Start believing that nothing is too good for you. Realize that access to your energy is a privilege. Don't see yourself through another person's actions. Be intentional about what you watch, think, and ingest. Don't force yourself to want things that aren't meant for you. Don't let the internet rush you. You have to do what is best for you, and you owe no one an explanation for that. By returning to yourself, you will set yourself free. Evolve or repeat. The decision is yours.
0: Period. <laughs> okay, I had to. But we're just gonna jump into what we've been listening to this week. And interestingly okay. enough, um, I have not actually been now. I have not actually been listening to like you know musics, tunes, them. Uh, I've actually been in my instrumental vibe. I've been reconnecting with a longtime friend, chilled cow definitely recommend all of you uh tuning in to the chilled cow station it's live on youtube i think there's one for like work and study and there's also one for sleep and just like winding down at the end of the day it's a collection of lo-fi beats definitely recommend and my friend recommended a song it's called roses and it's by jean michel blay uh pretty sure he's quebecois so has to <laughs> I guess, rep for my people, awkwardly enough for one time. But, um, yeah, it's a really beautiful song that he plays on the piano. So, I, like I said, I've been really instrumental this week. I don't know. I just haven't really been, like, vibing with words, as weird as that sound. What about you, sir? What is you listening to, huh?
1: Well, you know me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm big on my R&B. So, right now, one of my favorite songs that recently came out is... uh damaged by her very dope song i love the sample in it beautiful beautiful sample from a uh, old school janet jackson song from back in the 80s
0: look at you yeah talk yeah, to yeah, the yeah, people yeah. let them know
1: it's a dope song yeah janet jackson and uh and uh saxophonist his name is uh herb albert lit and uh what else have i been listening to i've been listening to ah good and plenty alex isley and masego and jack dine if uh, the name Isley might ring a bell, cause it should, for uh, she's comes from the same family tree as uh the illustrious, the world-renowned, legendary Isley Brothers. She's the uh, the niece of Ron Isley, Mr. Big himself. So yeah, that's mine. And uh, oh yeah, the new Ty Dollar Sign album too. A lot of.
0: I'm still <laughs> at track eight. I'm still at track eight. I was listening to it, and then you came over, and then we had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to doing hood rat things to
1: their (laughs) friends. Well, well, it's actually the greatest album to do hood rat things to a friend.
0: Well, I'll let you know when Mm. I'm done. (laughs) Because, yo, I swear everyone be dropping albums and it's like 12 songs, 12 songs. He dropped a novel. He dropped 25 tracks. Mm -hmm. And everyone and their mama is on it. So I guess that's why... The title Fire. is featuring Ty Dolla Sign because he's featuring on his album because everyone else is on it. But I I, I feel like it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But since you were here just educating, how about you just dip into your R&B bag, sir, since that's your genre. If you mm. just want to talk about R&B. What is it? Rhythm and blues. Is that what it actually says? Yeah, rhythm for? and blues. Rhythm, <laughs> rhythm and blues. If you just want to jump into that bag. Oh,
1: oh. Okay. Well, um, I got, a, I got my own Spotify account, so I'll be making playlists on the regular. Oh, excuse So, da-da-da-da-da. Let me get in here. All right, so we got a few. There isn't one album that recently came out. Oh, if I can just find it. Oh, my gosh. I'm the worst. Oh, the Party Pack, Party Next Door. A lot of old, his old Lucy's from back in the day. Fire, fire, fire.
0: Okay. Uh, I will check it out because I haven't.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, all of his old songs that came out. Like, party Next like, Door.
0: I really have to be in the mood. Yes. For Party Next Door. And like, I just haven't been in a party next door.
1: What's your ideal mood for listening to Party Next Door? Like, going, about to go to a party or leaving a party to go somewhere else?
0: <laughs> yo, yo, you want the God-honest truth? Yes. Honestly, it was my ex that really put me on. <laughs> so like, I never really had a mood. Just if that's what was bumping through the speaker at the time. I can appreciate him as an artist and I can appreciate his music, but I honestly think it's because my dad is like damn near a hundred years old. God love him. But <laughs> I listen to like such like old, like I'm listening to music from like the fifties and sixties and seventies. So like for me, I'm like, okay, this, this new young age stuff is pretty hip. <laughs> this, is, this is cool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Okay. Noted. I will check it out. Maybe, maybe when I'm folding laundry, or something
1: Not exactly the right move for it, but yeah, go ahead. No, you do but that.
0: it's like it's going to be a good background noise: Fair enough, You know what I mean? Because I can't watch TV while I'm fooling laundry because I can't 100 percent pay attention. That makes sense. We're completely off track. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be great. This yes. Is gonna be great. Did you have another
1: one? Uh Yeah, actually two more. I have three more. Okay, uh, there.
0: go ahead.
1: Yeah, a uh, couple of lesser known artists. First one would be uh, Xavier Omar. He just dropped an album called If You Feel. Fire from as much as... I heard like maybe half of it so far. Knocking it out of the park. And then uh, another album is um, from the R&B duo called They. They just dropped their new album called The Amanda Tape.
0: Hey, that's
1: dope. Yeah, yeah. And then rounding it out, I got Wizkid. He just dropped the album this morning. I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, but I will be.
0: Okay. What's it called?
1: We uh, Made in Lagos.
0: Okay. Well, there you have it, people. Some music to listen to. <laughs> and for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, you're probably like, who the fuck? Who the fuck is this man, Tara? Who is you talking to? Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Malik, my Negro.
1: You're, yeah. uh, 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 uh. <laughs>
0: Eastside Scarves, Eastside Scarves, Eastside Scarves. (laughs) (laughs) My, uh, damn it, my compadre, that's what I wanted to say. Homeboy. Uh, From the block. From the six, actually. From your, my Torontonian, what is it, Wasteman. Wow.
1: (laughs) Disrespect. (laughs) Okay. I see what this is turning into.
0: That's the vibe!
1: Go ahead, go ahead. See your
0: waistband because the next segment is what we eat in and where are the where are the crisps, Lily. Oh shit, let me where go get are the those. Where the crisps? I'll
1: go get them. You oh, talk. I'll go get them.
0: Okay, so here's the ASMR um, <laughs> moment. Uh, yeah. If you can't tell, it's a party. Um, we are sipping. Yes. We have some some wine. We also have some cheap champagne because I'm a classy bitch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Can you introduce these free?
1: uh, uh chips? yes. Uh, so, we took a uh, a trip to a museum or an art show, mm-hmm. and on our way out, they gave we're us cultured. yes.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: He's educated out here, so. you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're we not went getting through this episode. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um. So yeah, we went to an art show, and on our way out, we were offered free chips. Emphasis on free. So uh, free, free. <laughs> so what I got in my hand right now is uh some free low fat non GMO, uh crisps, not potato chips, crisps, ladies and gentlemen.
0: My nigga said he got air with seasoning on it. That's what the <laughs> fuck he just said. Okay, <laughs> that's what he just said, y'all. Don't let him play.
1: Already then. <laughs> so these ones they're called what? Off off the eaten path. That sounds very white. Um
0: Well, so is the lady who offered us all three. And what'd we do the nigga thing? And we took all, all three, three. of them.
1: <laughs> Shit. Yes. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna try these as a um a reaction or a taste test, whatever you want to call it. These this flavor is called chickpea with purple sweet potato. So let's get to that. Oh, there it is.
0: Mm-hmm. ASMR. <laughs> what do mm-hmm. they look like?
1: This looks like somebody shot Barney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, this is going to
0: be fun. Oh, no, it actually does. It
1: does. Oh, my God. Okay, here we All go. All right,
0: so we got a thin crisp here with the purple and green pigments. And, yo, honestly, here. Okay, ready? What?
1: Two, here. three. It's right.
0: I mean, I don't hate it, but...
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it do take all the saliva out your mouth. Me? Yo, the whole left oh, side yeah, of my mouth dry. is dry, my guy. Very, very dry. Holy... Okay, they smell worse than they taste. Don't smell. <laughs> I smell Okay, well, I mean, if you want to keep munching on these, you can, but... I think I'm good. Definitely giving these to my father. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we're doing that, and we drink in. Oh, and we had sushi too. Yeah, but like, I don't want that right now. <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna eat that after we're done.
1: And we all know what sushi tastes like, so yeah. Imagine it. Imagine, Imagine the time when we, what pre-COVID, when we all still got to go out to eat. <laughs> Yo.
0: No, but no, no. Hold on, you a liar. You a lie. We talk about we still going out to eat, talk about out to eat, talk about outside to eat. Didn't you ask me if I wanted to eat outside? Time out. Outs. Time it out. is October 30th, Time 2020, and it is damn near minus 30 out the fucking side, okay? And this guy says, do you want to go outside? They have heating lamps. Nigga, what the fuck? You want may me to I, eat May I defend out? myself? No, you may not. You want me to eat outdoors.
1: I never wanted you to eat outdoors. But... I said it was an option for us to eat outdoors.
0: But why would that be an option? Because it's there still. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Moving on. Just for the record, we got takeout. because ain't And, the and thing that's was, perfectly fine. On our way to get the takeout, we were walking by people who were eating outside with their winter jackets on next to... A god what is not a flamethrower, but like, it's
1: like a... It was a heater. That's yeah, what but it was. like the flame heat. one. Yeah, the, the natural one, the charcoal one.
0: There you go. Oh, I'm drunk. All right. Indeed. <laughs> Topic of the day. There isn't really one. We just wanted to do an episode together, and then I guess we were serious about it. So then we just...
1: Decided to do it. Yeah. You decided to come to town, and I've been quiet as hell not doing a thing ever since COVID hit, and here we are.
0: Yeah, I wish it was a more exciting story, to be honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Malik, you have some things you want to talk about. So, yeah. what's the first one here?
1: Okay, well, you asked me to pick a few topics, and I wanted to try and stay on brand with what you've already got going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Try and go with the flow. You know what I mean? So, I picked on some ones that have to do with the black experience, uh, women, and how they interact with, well, how women and men interact with each other, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. involving race into the matter. Mm-hmm. And also talking about, like, you know, maybe some double standards, stuff like that. The first what the first one I think we're starting off with is directly towards double standards, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Men who show emotion, often being viewed as soft by their peers. Soft, vulnerable, pussies.
0: Okay. Let me... Stop right there. No cursing. Uh, what? No cursing. Okay. I got that little parental advisory explicit thing on my um on my cover photo for this podcast, so we good. We could cuss all we want. Oh, great! <laughs> and like, yeah, I was gonna say ass
1: and titties, ass and titties, ass
0: and titties. Yes. So you said pussy. I need us to stop thinking using pussy as a way to define something as weak. Hear me out. I'm listening. Is the vagina not a fucking beast? It is. So how, like, if I call you a pussy, in theory, I'm calling you strong as fuck. Because you could potentially push a whole human out. You can fucking grip that dick, make that nigga think twice. Okay? (laughs) What else can you do with a pussy? You can literally run the fucking world, depending on who's paying attention. So, like, when people are like, you're being such a pussy, like... Start saying thank you, like thank you, golly! I I am being a vagina today. That I am, Steve. Like you got, yeah, great start,
1: cooler Talk, Steve.
0: Okay, you gotta start assuming it, but yeah, uh, that is a that, Well, that I mean, like true.
1: that being the word being called a pussy was like a only made derogatory by like misogynistic men. Facts. So only you'd only have to be a misogynist to really take offense to it.
0: Mm. Okay coming in with the... Okay, look at him shutting me up. Uh, But no, yeah. It's... It's sad to see that... Because, like, people see it as, like, oh, men are not in touch with their emotions, but how Mm -hmm. could they ever be? Because they were never socialized to be... Vulnerable. Vulnerable, emotional, in touch with their emotions, or the emotions that they're allowed to be in touch with, so-and-speak, are like, anger or uh like anything that's like aggressive or more like masculine Mm -hmm. that is how a man can express himself but anything that might seem like irrational or or dramatic that is always assigned to the woman so like when men act like men probably don't know how to be sad sometimes because they never had the chance to learn how to be sad so i just think that it's fucked up to think that because it's What you're saying is you're soft, but not only are you soft, you're soft because you're emotional, which is something that's attributed to the female gender, Mm -hmm. and the female gender is already inferior Mm -hmm. off bat. So now that you're... You're lesser than. You know, now that you're demonstrating the same characteristics of this lesser than group, you too are lesser than.
1: Emotion. A man who's being seen as emotional would also be seen as being submissive. Submissive also meaning weak.
0: You know? So... And it just snowballs from there. And speaking of, like, a great intersection you want to look at is, especially in the black community, like, adding that layer of race now to the conversation, mm-hmm. black men and their emotions are literally on two different planets. For, in my experience, yeah. black men have, like, no, I, just no clue how to talk about emotions, how to deal when there be, how to deal with an emotional person when they're presented and it's funny because like for example my dad i can call my dad right now and and he will stay on the phone with me whatever it is that's going mm-hmm. on but i can now see how he's limited in certain ways on how he react like if let's say i'm at home and i'm crying because i'm stressed mm-hmm. one of my girlfriends might hug me might tell me like oh tara like i don't know like think of this go for a walk but my dad is literally gonna like grunt and like rub my back like ah Don't cry. Why are you crying for? And I'm just like, this is not (laughs) consoling. you up. (laughs) Yeah, like he's trying to toughen me up.
1: That's like give you the love taps. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you know, but now I'm looking at it as like that's all he knows. Mm -hmm. Because he was probably told toughen up and and keep it trucking. So now for him, he's like, well, that's clearly what she has to do. And it's like, no, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. Or you just need to let me cry sometimes. But yeah.
1: Honestly, for me, it's like. I was definitely raised similar to how your dad was where like showing emotion wasn't really a good thing. Being vulnerable wasn't a good thing. And as I got older, I noticed it like I became self-conscious of it. Mm. So like I've seen it and like me becoming self-conscious with it, I could see it in like my relationships like it was a big effect on my relationships. And when you say
0: relationships, life. do you mean like romantic relationships, relationships with family members, relationship with friends? All of the above. All of the above Sam, son. Okay. Yeah. A lot Dad, a lot of, in different uh, ways or like in the same way, kind of?
1: Not really. Like suppressing emotions, uh being passive aggressive, especially with family. Mm. Not being a great communicator in romantic relationships. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it affected different things in different ways. But I be, as I've gotten into, like, older into my 20s, I've noticed it, made the necessary changes, and, like, even I've gotten help from certain people, like, having my little, I guess, therapy talks with my friends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, it's literally the blind leading the blind. It's mm-hmm. like, Facts. Hey, friend, I know you're drowning, but, bitch, I'm drowning more right now, so Help. How you
1: feeling right now, bruh? I feel you. (laughs) How you feeling right now, man?
0: (laughs) Yeah, bruh. Or like sometimes like I hear, I'll be on the phone with my friend and I hear them sigh. And I'm like, girl, I felt that. (laughs) I felt that whole breath. I Mm. felt it because it's like, there is so much for us to, like I'm literally reprogramming myself is what I think it is that sometimes. I'm sitting here and I'm like, shit, fuck bitch. Like you are not
1: functioning.
0: I was good. That's right. But it's like, I am functioning, but like, I'm not functioning at my optimal level. Yes. So it's like, you need to fucking vet the shit out of all these toxic traits that you have. And these coping mechanisms that like, I didn't even know I had until I started like, why started questioning myself? Like, well, why do I react that way? Mm -hmm. Or why do I, why do I immediately let my mind go to the negative? Um, all that to say, a bitch is tired and I would rather <laughs> just take a nap. Because sometimes it's like, yo, I really have to like, like, almost fight myself to be a better version of myself. And it's like, yes. what is going on here?
1: I feel that too. like, You're in the middle of like getting work done, but also like with your emotions with what you may be going through that day or maybe just personal life. You never expressed it, so you're holding it in and you're carrying that weight on you. So, like, and it lets you become, like, less motivated when you're working, too. That's how it really hurts me the most.
0: Mm, that's fair. Me, too. I can, yeah. I can see. I, like, bring stress into work, I feel, mm-hmm. a
1: lot. We have no choice.
0: Bruh. Money I start, after me. <laughs> you know, I saw a go sometimes. I saw go. hmm But, damn. But I'm a woman. And I see here that you want to talk about how we get viewed as too much when we express themselves. I'm a black woman. I get viewed as angry on top of that.
1: That's so. why I brought it up because <laughs> I why... wanted, before I start getting a lot of like hate in my DMs, I brought oh, it up because I wanted to ask you what's your take on that because I know that is often a thing when women, especially black women, when they express your, when they express themselves, they get seen, they get vilified, they get ostracized. And I personally don't like it. So, yeah, I don't like it. So I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on the subject as a black woman. You know what I mean?
0: Well. Well, you see I turn facing you? That means... (laughs) Let's talk then! Let's get to the (laughs) shit. No, but it's bringing back that, that initial point I made about the socialization process. I think that we women and black women react appropriately a lot of the times, but as much as you were socialized not to, like you as a man were socialized not to be in tune with all of your emotions, you were also socialized on how you should classify women. Mm. So, for example, that's a bar of shit. <laughs> Thank you. Yo. Thank you. Um, I'll be here same time next week. <laughs> um. But what I mean by that is if I am expressing my opinion or my thoughts or just my feelings, you might receive that as angry because you look – the options that you have to understand woman is sexual object, angry, or submissive partner. Like, that's – if we look at, like, patriarchy 101, it's, like, women are either, like, sexual object, they're complaining – Or, um, what was the last one? They're like submissive, Mm -hmm. like not plus ones, but like women are like something that you acquire. That's what I should say. So if that's how you view women, then you're never even going to think to say, oh, Tara going off is Tara being passionate. Tara going off is Tara being headstrong. Tara going off is Tara being like, I don't know, persevering or courageous. You're going to see it as Tara is a complaining woman, whoop, whoop, oh, she's black, whoop, whoop, angry. That's how I see it. So, like, women are seen as doing too much because people don't... Like, we... Women and men, first of all, gender lives on a spectrum, but that's a whole other conversation. But if we're going to look at it in the heterosexual... Or the heteronormative context, women and men do not... We're socialized not to understand each other, in my opinion. Because... I look at you... Women and
1: men, period, or is I, race play a, a, a part in that?
0: Obviously, race adds, like... Okay. Obviously, race adds, and then, like, sexualities. So, that's why I said, like, okay, okay, gender lives on a spectrum. But I'm saying, like, we... How do I say this? We weren't socialized to live in harmony. We were socialized to live in exchange. Ooh. So, it's like, what can I get out of a man, what can he provide me? What can he protect me from? What can he guide me towards? Because those are all the things that like masculine attributes are like linked to. Right. And then you, what can I get from a woman? How can she satisfy me? How can she serve me? How she could, how can she help me, um, further my legacy? It was never, how can we live together in harmony? It was almost, how can we exchange this power And men have more of it. White men have even more of it. Straight white men have it. Straight, cis, heterosexual, Anglo-Saxon, upper middle class. Like, men have it. Mm -hmm. Able-bodied men have it. We've developed these systems and structures and Mm -hmm. classifications of power that continue to divide us as opposed to bring us together. So that's why it's like when we see women being what'd you say vindicated and stuff for being too emotional or being uh, just vilified. Being vilified, vilified or is, ostracized. Yeah, yeah. Vilified for being emotional. We have not like, it I has, have not been socialized to, to view that as just part of normal life. That's mm-hmm. something that's an outlier. That's like, Oh, you're not being sexy for a man right now. You're, going you're to not Sabrina. raising kids or, and you're not shutting up. So whoa, 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 whoa. What is this woman doing? So that's why I think that that's... I think, if anything, that's exposing how the system continues to socialize us further and further away from each other. I have no idea if that made sense. No, I get you. But... You make
1: it seem like, yo, because you're only seen in a very specific amount of ways, Mm -hmm. once you do something outside of that norm, it's going against the grain. Yeah. It's unknown to people, men, I guess, and just natural instinct... We fear what we don't know.
0: Literally, and so it's like because
1: we're not used to it, we're, we fear it. But we shouldn't. We should embrace it.
0: We should. And you, all you have to do is just ask a question, or just be like, "Girl, I don't know what you got going on, but I'm gonna be right here with you if you're emotional today." Like that's it. Like, mm-hmm. and you see that in like like the fear of the unknown. You see that in so many different things. Like, think of it. You're studying. You're learning a new subject. You you're not getting. You're not understanding the material. Your initial reaction is frustration and is like fuck this this is difficult fuck whatever this is like that's your initial reaction a lot of times is some type of frustration so that's the same kind of thing it's like when we see women or men outside of these little boxes we have for them we get frustrated and we're like what the fuck is this guy doing like be a man when it's like or reframe how you look at manhood and and look at where you learned what you know about manhood, question it, and then come and see if that guy is acting out of character or if he's acting completely himself. Hmm. And like, again, socialization's a bitch. I don't know. I can I can keep talking, but yeah.
1: No, I, I get you. I, I kind of like... let you take over because I just wanted to hear what you had to say.
0: <laughs> well, there it was then. <laughs> there it was. That's
1: why I've been, I've been kinda quiet so far because I like you're actually like dope to talk to listen to.
0: That, I have a podcast. It's called <laughs> Marissa Says. <laughs> I like hearing.
1: I like hearing Tara when she breaks down a lot of this patriarchal <laughs> patriarchal bullshit that we no, go I got going trying. on every day. I be
0: trying.
1: it. Oh, Fucking, this is my, my favorite like Canadian AOC that we got over here. Oh, <laughs> hey, stop it. Um, yeah, especially when you start like you lost me a little bit, but when you said patriarchy, I'm like, oh now I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yes, because because I know that patriarchy can easily be tied into uh toxic masculinity well yeah which it's is its the next segment
0: daddy it's it's daddy uh <laughs> pretty much
1: so yeah i saw you write down toxic masculinity so yeah. i kind of wanted you to just start that off first i wanted to know your thoughts on
0: that. <laughs> you just out here poaching i am, oh, I am. Shit. i'm gonna start charging you a nickel for each because
1: one because if i start off it looks weird
0: no it doesn't it looks refreshing and it lo- look at me reframing this it looks refreshing And I'll probably learn something because I'm coming from this, like, very specific perspective, as are you. And then we can see, like, wow, this is how Malik sees it. This Mm. is how Tara sees it.
1: Actually, you know what? Great way to start off if you want me to start off. (laughs) We did have a conversation off camera.
0: Or off mic. Off off mic. (laughs) Off camera.
1: I've been drinking. Leave me alone. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we did have a conversation off mic, which if we're in all honesty does tie into toxic masculinity as well as well as well as a few other things so um i just want to be like yo fellas i don't know who needs to hear this but bro keep your hands off of women and don't feel like women owe you anything oh. i just want to say that off top that's all i wanted to say but yeah <laughs> bars
0: okay uh, <laughs> um... But yeah.
1: Because acting like women owe you something will more likely. He said that's all he has to say. He's still going. (laughs) (laughs) No, just because like acting like women owe you something will more likely get you into trouble than getting what you think you deserve. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't know who needs to hear that. We've been dealing a lot with that, a lot of that this year with a lot of things that we don't really need to talk about in detail. But yeah, I see a lot of, a lot of sucker shit in the game and I don't like it.
0: That also goes for all the men that support men that um, put their hands on women without consent. Correct. So just saying, just, just saying, just saying. They literally teach you in school that bystanders are just as what guilty as the bullies. So all of y'all are bullies. Um,
1: in accessory but, to murder.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but um, this is going to be a horrible transition. <laughs> but I'm going to do it nonetheless because you were talking about, I guess, putting your hands on someone's body without consent but speaking of bodies let's talk about body positivity for men and how that's not a conversation so the Mm. body positivity movement is something we are all familiar with i'd like to think but if you actually look at it look at it the face of it a lot of times are females or women or female identifying um people and you don't necessarily see that same like you know love or appreciation for the male body and all its shapes and sizes, and you also see that reflected in different parts of, like everyday society. And one thing I notice is like, a lot of companies only have plus size clothes for women, and they don't have plus size clothes for men. And it's like so.
1: Really, I see that a lot. Do
0: fa- yeah, but a lot of lines, it's plus size for women. And then you... Like, I'm talking if you go in a store. Like, if I go into, like... Like,
1: labeled plus size? Because, like, for men, I would say that's, like, just getting into the triple X and quad X and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. No, but that's the thing. You guys just... It just keeps going. <clears throat> but women, we have, like, petite, normal, and plus size.
1: Oh, okay. Got you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you see, you're like, what the fuck? I just go in, get my clothes, and leave. No. Us, it's literally... There's petite, and that's for, like, you small, have to try on shorter stuff. women. Yeah. And then there's, like, normal, which is... <clears throat> whatever their version of normal is that season i don't fucking know Mm -hmm. and then they have plus size women and then there's me where i have to go to fucking like women who are above five six like hey i just kept growing so but like all my life i've bought my jackets from uh from like the male department because so you would say
1: because of the weird sizes that's why women take a long time shopping
0: no. Uh, what are you trying to? What you trying to say? <laughs> oh, what you trying to say? First of all, you ain't never been shopping with me, sir.
1: I'm just being toxic.
0: <laughs> being toxic. Get that shit out of here and plug whoever the fuck. Wh- who is this? Plug oh yes. This um.
1: All right. So you brought up men and body positivity. Yeah. So there's somebody that I follow on Instagram, right? Uh, not so much of a superstar actor, but he's been in a few things. He's been in like, uh, Remember the Titans, American History X. Wolf of, Hall's, Wolf of Wall Street, one of my favorite movies. His name's Ethan mm. Uh The thing is, while he's in Hollywood making a lot of his movies over the last 20 years, he, um, the reason why he got that role was because he was morbidly obese. Like, he was very, very large man. And the roles he was getting was making me, basically got him the reputation of being Hollywood's go-to fat guy.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: But over the last five years or so, he's lost 250 pounds.
0: Who is this guy? Let me see him.
1: Ethan Subley. You might recognize his face if you looked at it. Okay. Maybe. But yeah, check him out on Wolf of Wall Street. He's dope. Um, yeah, he's 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 gone through this incredible weight loss journey, and it was, like, really inspiring for me. He also talks about how uh, on his podcast, it's called American Glutton. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of uh, other actors, comedians, physicians, doctors, nurses, talking about weight loss and how it um, connects to mental health with people, oh, okay. like, who may have anxiety or, like, gets into your depression how having a large having a lot of weight may affect your everyday life and how it affects your brain so yeah he was talk. he talks a lot about it and it's a very he's created this platform that i think would help a lot of people out who have i guess body dysmorphia struggle with weight especially men
0: i was gonna say it would help like yeah people but would help a lot of men Men. out because like we have i can think of like five podcast podcasts for women off top that like talk about like weight and your hormones e- and all that
1: exactly but you don't really see that for men exactly so this would be the perfect outlet for any dude out there that's struggling with dude. it. dude dude <laughs> dude i lost 10 prams dude dude
0: right dude. <laughs> so yeah uh
1: on instagram it's spelled uh ethan simply E T H A N S U P E L L. um no s-u-p-l-l-e and yeah, his podcast, American Glutton, available on all streaming platforms. Check it out. It's an amazing podcast to listen to when you go on walks, when you're doing laundry, or if you just clean up the house, you know.
0: Awesome. Give it a listen. And I'll put all the information in the description box for those of you who want to check it out. Yes. But I want to check out this next topic because when you sent me those two words side by side.
1: Dun 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 I felt a no, 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 no,
0: I felt a way, sir. so go ahead. Expl- Talk to the people,
1: them, about this one. Alrighty, then. Alright, so... A uh, few days back, I was uh, scrolling up and down on my uh, my Instagram. So, you know, checking Your in. first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just scrolling around on my Instagram, checking in with the baddies, you know what I mean? Uh, but I r- managed to come across a random post, and it kind of really grinded my gears. <laughs>
0: grinds my gears
1: yeah yeah so um basically there's this book out recently came out by a uh a lesbian activist personally i've never heard of her before but i did my little research she got a little stuff going on um yes there's she has a book uh her name is alice alex alice alice coffin sorry i'm intoxicated
0: uh (laughs) as am i so that's fine alice coffin i'm following you Yes, Draw yes. All the hiccups. I
1: got you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Alice Coffin, lesbian activist, she recently put a, a book out called uh Le Genie Lesbienne. I don't le know. Le Genie Lesbienne. <laughs> okay, hey mes francophones, c'est Le, le Genie
0: lesbien. Lesbienne. Okay, le francophone madame Alice, je sais pas quoi son nom. fait que ouais, c'est ça. Go ahead. Konichiwa. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, my Yo. God. So, yeah, so, but personally, I don't speak French at all. I can't read it or write it. I barely passed my grade nine uh, mandatory French class. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I managed to get a few things translated. Shout out to Google Translate, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so basically what the book is about is uh, it has a major sub headline, which is called um, What We Have to Do to Erase Men. So I want to get into that because, first, let me just say this book currently stands on Amazon with a five-star rating with 30 different reviews. 30, which, yeah, 30 different reviews all by women raving about this book. But I feel like it has to do with a lot of hate speech. I don't like the look you're giving me right now.
0: No, I'm (laughs) listening to you. Okay. I'm listening.
1: So I want to get into a little bit of it. I'm going to read a passage from it. And uh, give sort of a bit of a backstory on what this book of book is about. So here we go. Uh, lesbian activists has urged women to eliminate men from their minds, lives, in a controversial new book that claims uh, that claims to provide the ultimate solution to female emancipation. The passage goes: It's not enough to help one another. We have to erase them, men. You erase them from our minds, from our pictures, from our representation. I don't read books by men anymore. I don't watch their movies. I don't listen to their music, she writes. Alice admits that she imagined herself as a boy when she was younger, but now believes that being a lesbian is a quote-unquote greater achievement. The author, who says she's aware that generalizing may annoy people, claims men are a permanent war on women, and her book is a response to the favor they continue to receive. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try my hardest to be as respectful as possible.
0: No, go on. No, 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 no. Don't try your hardest to be nothing.
1: Be raw. Oh, just because, like, maybe because I'm a dude, people might think, like, this is me trying to be like, oh, okay, the X1 you listen to
0: another podcast. It's fine. Okay, shit. Sure. They didn't, like, hit in the face with a true, raw opinion. Go okay. <clears throat> and then the faster you're done, the quicker I can read you. I'm kidding. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Pressure. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no, no. So, yeah, I got no issues with how you may personally feel towards men. But when you try to push that same type of feeling against others and try and use, like, feminism as, like, a tool for it, I feel the type of way. First, let me just say, like, I'm still kind of a novice to the whole feminism thing, period. So uh-huh. maybe I'm not the best person to talk about it. Uh-huh. But I just remember, like, being in the ninth grade and... First being told what feminism is. Mm-hmm. And my teacher, God bless her, she was a woman in my social studies class. She was said, she a white woman? She was. Okay, keep talking. I know where this <laughs> no, is no, going. No, it's fine. No, you don't know where it's
0: going. Keep talking. <laughs> I, do,
1: I know what you wanted to say. I know what she wanted to say. No,
0: you don't. <laughs> keep going. Because I didn't want to say anything. I was just collecting uh, uh, facts.
1: So basically, she. St- I asked her, teacher, what is feminism? She told me. Malik, do you think that women deserve the same amount of rights as men do and that they should all be equal? I said, sure, of course. And that's was like, okay, then you're labeled as a feminist. And I said, okay. Little did I know as I got older, it's a little bit more complex than that. There's more different. A lot
0: more complex than that.
1: A lot more complex than that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of different, like, different. Definitions, and and I guess when we start talking about intersectionality and different groups and X, Y, and Z. But
0: yeah, just when black women started talking about intersectionality, carry on. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I'm yeah. really excited. I'm super excited because this is such like a, <laughs> it's,
1: your, it's, your a it's your bag. It's your bag. It's your bag.
0: It's such a polarizing <laughs> thing to talk about. So like yeah. what is
1: you- Yeah, so yeah, I just I just felt the type of way and I felt like not really attacked. I just felt like yo fam, it's not not all men are bad, but I also feel like what is that for me to say that? It's like the same thing as, like, yo, when these cops say, yo, not nah, all cops are bad with the mm-hmm, whole black mm-hmm. thing. So, like, I just want to be like, yo, like, don't dismiss men altogether based on your own personal beliefs because that's not going to solve the problem at hand. If anything, what's the problem at hand? I want to say, how, I, don't, I don't even know how to say this without not wanting, like, not addressing the disrespect that women get on a regular basis, whether in different facts of life, whether it be in social life, uh, the workplace, wanting to just have them be seen as equal across the board from a social standpoint, from a work standpoint, giving them, you know, equal pay and all of that stuff, but just eliminating men and women from like, I guess like, being together on a social level. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it just rubs me the wrong way. Fair. And it's not yet and for like we got back to before with like toxic masculinity, it's not going to get rid of toxic masculinity if there's no conversation between both sides. Fair. Everything starts with the conversation. But it seems like from this book, you don't, in theory, but it doesn't seem like from this book, this woman doesn't even want a conversation. She just Correct. wants to cancel men altogether for whatever, I guess, personal experiences she may have had in her personal life.
0: And scholarly, probably, but yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. That's where that's where I kind of stand on that. Is it my turn? Yes.
0: Awesome. Okay, great thanks. Here so, we go. No, I'm so happy you brought this up because so many things fired into my brain. Mm. So the first thing was this is a typical thing that I see when people who are getting into look at him. I'm pouring y'all, another drink. I was gonna say, y'all, he's pouring another like, drink. Like, oh, Yo, he's not pouring a, he poured another drink. Uh. Believe that hotel plastic cup is filled with that wine. <laughs> 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 but um, no, I got excited because this is something I see a lot of times when people want to have this conversation about feminism, about social movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. They always go for the radical feminist and they say, this is what feminist... I would brand her as radical. So radical feminism is like, just think... They do it's in the name radical feminism. It's the most extreme, like, polar opposite, like the most, I do not not extreme, but the most extraneous... Uh, Like, you're going to do the most. Strenuous. Yeah, you're going to do the most. Like, for example, so there's a radical feminist, like I was saying, and I can't remember their name, but they were presenting how men could have, like, a portable incubator Mm -hmm. and men could be pregnant. So, like, the same way there's IVF and they, like, put the fertilized egg back into, like, a female, a uterus, Mm -hmm. there would be, like, some type of I guess, technological device that is an incubator and men would have to carry that around for nine months. Like, that is a radical scholar. Like, that Mm. is someone who is published. But then I see that's what people gravitate to because that is the most asinine, that's the most, like, I don't want to say backwards, but in my opinion, that's, like, girl, that's really what you want to do? Like, we got people that are dealing with X, Y, and Z and you want to figure out how to make a permanent incubator or, like, a portable incubator for men to carry around, like, a front... A backpack. front backpack for nine months so they can know what it's like to be a woman, which in I can understand why it's like, okay, I get the logic of men when they don't have to experience anything physically when it comes to the pregnancy. Uh-huh. But like, I just feel like that is not a solution. But here, when you're bringing up this book, the first thing I looked at was like, why are we, why are we listening to a white feminist still? You're have, right. Have we learned nothing, people?
1: You're right. You're why are we right. still
0: listening to a French feminist? Uh, Not a French, a a white feminist. French feminist tells me European, which tells me colonial, Mm -hmm. which tells me why are we listening to her? The fact that she views sexuality on only two polar, uh, uh, gender, I'm way too drunk for this, gender (laughs) on only two polars that doesn't make sense to me because gender's on a spectrum. You, she's saying we need to get rid of men, but what about the people who don't don't identify as, as men, men or or women? Right. Or what of the people who identify as both? Right. What do we do with them? Just like, what, what do we do with masculine uh, women? Women who are masculinely dominant. Like, what do we do with those women then? Because is she upset at men or is she upset at mas- masculinity? That's how I'm looking at mm-hmm. it. And yes, because of how the world has played out, men are the hosts of masculinity. But I feel like we.
1: That was my point, because I felt like it's so
0: quick to. Sorry, I have to finish this up. So quick to not attack the person, but attack the person and not the structure or the system. Mm -hmm. So I can see the value in not like for me i understand why it's like don't listen or don't consume things that are made from by men because a lot of the stuff that i have consumed has been made by men but who know nothing about women who know nothing about the female body who know no- and you see that in other things like for example black hair care products you see so many lines that are now owned by white old men and it's like why are you why, what the fuck do you know about my hair so How many fucking laws are there in the world about a man's body versus how many laws are there in the world about a woman's? Like, there's literal things that it makes sense to me to say, yeah, I'm not going to accept anything that was made by a man Mm -hmm. for a few reasons. One, because it wasn't made in my best interest. It was made in their best interest to keep me subordinate to them. Mm -hmm. Two... It can actually cause me worse harm because they just are completely oblivious to the unique intersections of my womanhood. And three, if I want to mm-hmm. rebuke men, I have the right to rebuke men. That's, I, I can say no, I would rather support to, uh, I would rather support a woman or I would rather support a gender non-conforming individual. Mm-hmm. Now back to your white social studies teacher that was like, do you think women and men should be treated equally? I do not think they should be, me. I think they should be treating a treated, what is it, equitably. like, Or they need to be treated according to their unique intersections. If I treat everyone equal, guaranteed some people are still coming up short. Uh-huh. Because if I give everyone the same things, that is not going to solve the problem. That's just going to leave other people with things that they still don't need. Or things with, now they have a surplus of things they don't use while other people are still starving. All that to say, we don't listen to white feminists anymore, Malik, okay? We don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because white feminists were the ones in the, in the, in the first wave of feminism that they were, they were able to vote. Black women weren't we're able, able to, to vote. vote. Okay? Black right. men coming home from the war were not able to vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't listen to white European feminists. Now, one thing that interests me, or that what they identified as a boy growing up, but then they figured yeah. she out. She said that, she
1: identified as a boy when she was younger, but she feels like being a a lesbian is a greater achievement.
0: Okay, so that just confuses me. And let me preface this by I'm not I'm not knocking how anyone identifies. But it just confuses me because, like, identifying as a boy has to do with your gender, Mm -hmm. whereas being a lesbian is a sexuality. Mm -hmm. So I just don't, I feel like they conflated those two things there.
1: Yeah, it was confusing for me, too.
0: Again, I don't really pay attention to what white feminists have to say. So I really think, and also, um, I think another thing is, like, don't start with the radical stuff about feminism, because that, you're going to see that. You're going to see people who are going to say, like, women shouldn't not be... Like, there are people who believe women should, like, not be sexual at all. And, and their whole essence is in their sexuality. So they must protect that from the male gaze. And it's like, okay, but if you think of it, that's actually continuing the notion that all my worth is in my... Se- like, you're also objectifying me. And you're also bringing it back to... What patriarchy brings it back to the sexualization and objectify, objectification of womanhood. Mm -hmm. I am way too intoxicated for this conversation. You're fine. Um,
1: No, but I was getting at what you were saying because, like, yeah, she seemed to have only seen it as black and white. As weird as that may sound, of like, especially with gender roles and stuff like that, gender identity, mm -hmm. seeing seeing it strictly men and women, more specifically white men and white women she was she at no point did i see anything of her bringing up anything about like intersectionality how black women may be affected or women of color women of color that's
0: why i'm here yeah yeah, yeah. i'm going to talk about how you have some similarities to the white woman that's what i'm going to talk about how black men and white women have this unique thing that they can do That I, as a black woman, cannot... So before all of you are like, oh my god, what the fuck is she talking about? What I'm talking about is if we look at it as, right, remember intersectionality and how um, that comes into play, especially in this context here, but if you look at a white woman, for example, she has the privilege of being white, so her race is a privilege. However, she is inferior according to the current social structure as a woman. Now the black man has the opposite so the black man has the privilege of being a man and according to how the social structure is today black race or the or being black is less than desirable right so
1: it's a handicap
0: hey there you go so but if you look at me now I'm a black woman so I'm a f i am got a fucking double whammy. When do I get a privilege? I don't get a privilege. I mean, technically I do. I'm able bodied. I'm middle class. Like I under- like I recognize my personal privileges. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking at it in the social context, there are some things that especially my experience as a black woman, this is gonna I don't know, it's like personal, but it's like there are some times where like black men and black and white women have made me feel the same. And, like, not good. Like, they have made me feel, well, because, like, black men just don't, you aside, obviously, black men just don't respect. um, Black women. Black women. And white women don't even see black women. So. Yeah. Like, those two groups of people have made me feel the same. But then at the same time, I'm supposed to support white women because womanhood, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to support black men because black like, solidarity, right? But then it's like, it's neither like, one of those groups supports me. Mm-hmm. So where the fuck does that leave me?
1: It's really like a, uh, a generational thing of like, yo, who taught you how to hate? And if you really think about it, it goes back to like, slave conditioning. Yeah. If you really want to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I want to smoke. Let's go smoke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. BRB! All right. That was weird. <laughs> okay. We're we, back. We are. We didn't go smoke. We put on the heat and...
1: We drank some more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But as you could tell... Wow, this is so bad. Drunky pants. Okay. Mm-hmm. As you could tell, I'm with Malik. Back again. Which means I may or may not be in my city. But it's funny because my DMs have been going up. People are like, Tara, where are you? where'd you go and it's like y'all don't know mo- i move in silence i'm queen of popping up
1: real g's and, move in silence yeah. like lasagna but,
0: like, <laughs> <y'all>... <laughs> but but yeah i don't know well you know this how many mm-hmm. times have i popped up literally in another country like i will be talking to you're people.
1: a very sporadic person
0: <laughs> i will be talking to people hey tara what are you doing nothing just hanging out I'm hanging out at the airport, but you don't need to know that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what are you... I'm just, you know, just having some breakfast on the plane. Mm. You don't need to know. You know, just partial truths.
1: Just Living don't... your best life. Go and big up yourself. Yo,
0: and then boom. <laughs> Sis is on a beach, but not anytime mm. soon because Rona. COVID. But yeah, I just like to keep certain things to myself.
1: Yep. I think that's the best way to Keep it. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> Great
0: right? It's like, we'll Greek get segue. it, we'll get it.
1: All right, so that's a perfect segue into the next topic. I guess I'll be naming it off. It's called the importance of maintaining your privacy in a social media era, i.e. how it connects to relationships, good news, etc.
0: Ooh. So what are your thoughts? Do you think people are too quick to share their business? Oh,
1: 1,000%. Oh, shit. Um, I'll definitely be the first person to say that social media has definitely affected uh, my previous uh, romantic relationships as to why. Uh, I could just really honestly say it's it's it just comes to like when you have your business out there to people, they're going to give feedback as if they're part of the relationship, too. I remember listening to a, a, a retired basketball player by the name of Matt Barnes. He used to be on the show Basketball Wise back in the day with his ex-wife and he kind of blames the show for being the straw that broke the camel's back in his marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember him saying, like, yo, when you open up your, the book of your relationship to the world, you can't be mad when people start writing in it. Which I guess is true. Like, some I guess, like, with social media becoming a new thing now, well, like, we're, we becoming the first generation to have social media, we have a tendency to overshare.
0: Mm-hmm
1: because we don't know what is or isn't acceptable yet. What well, we do now but we didn't when it first came about. Yeah. So yeah, it's this it's it's a it's a mixed bag of like you got to understand like yo not everything going on in your life good or bad is what you should be sharing online.
0: Mhm.
1: I E who your relationship with, uh, good news in your life whether you, you know, get a new job or something like that or a raise at work when you like living your best life mm-hmm. and especially not oversharing when you're going through dark times because that ends up just being a show for people who prey on your downfall
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so that's kind of where i stand on it
0: no i hear that i hear that and i think it, it kind of like i think social media like exploits everyone's desire to f- want to feel accepted or feel important mm-hmm. so it's like did it really happen if, like, there was an Instagram picture? Nope, it didn't. Like, and I say that with my friends, like, no all piece, the no time. Piece. Yeah, you know? Like, I'll, I'll joke with my friends, like, we'll be somewhere. And I'm like, you gotta get a picture or else this never really happened. Like, I gotta tell the gram. But then it's <laughs> like, let's unpack that. Like, why do you actually, like, who the fuck cares? Like, Instagram is not paying my bills. Instagram mm-hmm. is not out here like you know help me clean up or picking me up when I'm like sad or whatever like Instagram the app is not doing that Instagram is just flashing more pictures and videos and like ways that I should be oh well so-and-so has this so if if like Malik you know if you just showed off you got a new promotion mm-hmm. well I just got a new car and if so-and-so sees that I got a new car well I just moved into this new apartment and it's like everyone's competing and no one's actually celebrating I find like no one's actually enjoying the moment because it's lit first live through a screen mm-hmm. and then second shared with strangers like how unnatural is that that you're first trying to conceptualize it or trying to capture it through a screen and then you're going to share it with people you might never in your life meet, meet and then you're going to hold what they their comments to like fucking like oh my god like if so-and-so says I'm ugly today, or like, wow, Tara, like, what happened to your boyfriend on your Instagram page? Then it's like, <laughs> that, for, you know? But, like, let me tell you, y'all Trust will me. never know when I'm in nut. like, I'm just gonna show up one day married. it's like hey it's actually a vibe it happened and it's like what yeah it happened he at home you ain't gonna meet him i'm trying to be like dolly parton you hear dolly i confession watched her documentary dolly parton has been married for like damn near 60 years and we don't know who her like
1: her husband is she
0: she doesn't bring him to award shows Mm. he's never come to her shows Mm. i'm trying to be on that
1: Sounds like Oprah and Stedman.
0: I'm trying to be Yeah, but Stedman is around. Stedman (laughs) has the guest house, you know? Stedman's around.
1: It's my guest in the guest house. But
0: but like
1: like Dolly Parton,
0: literally, like people who have been part of her band, like on her documentary, they're like, Yeah, I don't why do I know that name? Oh yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Like they do not know who this man is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a goal too, and I' I feel like social media uses us for like our entire life at this point. Like all of our moments, all of our happiness, or like everything is supposed to be somehow relived or restructured through social media nowadays. That's the exception, but or the ex- expectation, I should say.
1: Long story short, not all your personal business should be public. Yeah. None of it should be public, actually.
0: Oh, sorry. I wanted to say the same way social media uses us for our entire life and the story that it is we have to start learning how to use social media the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. What can I... So if that means looking at who you follow and... Un... Like, I don't follow... I don't, Like, very few, but I don't really follow celebrities. I don't follow, like, big artists. I don't need to follow all of the artists. I guess that's probably why I never really know when they're dropping new music and I find out through a podcast or a friend or just, like, by chance. Mm-hmm. But... I don't need to follow all the artists that I listen to because they are living one in a world that I'm not living in and they're showing me things that like are not a realistic goal. Like this whole Birkin talk or whatever that's going on oh is not God. a realistic <sighs> goal. Like why are I'm rich triggered. people why are rich people arguing over a fucking Birkin bag?
1: It's not even rich people it's is people On our level or lower than talking about Birkin bags, that's true. And
0: it's like, but is your mattress off the floor, sweetie? Is it off the floor?
1: I don't want to hear about you wanting a Birkin bag if you don't have an upstairs.
0: And with that being said, (laughs) we're going to go right into our (laughs) homework. I said what I said (laughs) Um, because the world is on fire. You know, Uh, they're not. There won't be really like any concrete homework. I should say. Um, but Malik brought up a great point. Pay attention to the American election, Mm -hmm. but I want us to also refocus that to Canada and look at ourselves, myself included. When was the last time you were at a city council meeting? When was the last time you voted locally? Um, do you know all of, uh, like your council members? Uh, do you know who they are? Have you met them? like start getting active or start doing research on a local level Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah and then go from there just kind of figure out
1: start at the bottom and work your way up
0: yeah because when you get into that like when you're at the point where you have to vote you want to like you don't want to just be looking at names you want to be able to know the people um behind them and oh wow i don't have a smooth transition here we're just going to jump into the petty no but
1: petty Wop. yeah
0: on any block you know that's me uh Mm -hmm. what else i'm petty on any any block petty boots uh miss petty from the block hey i like that one (laughs) i like that one still (laughs) miss petty from the block that's me um but i just i think this is like a generational difference but i fucking hate when not so much now cuz of covid but i hate when people just stop by your house because they were in the neighborhood pet peeve pet fucking peeve and like okay
1: when you say that are we talking about people that live in the neighborhood or are we talking about friends what's what's the uh what type of people are we talking about
0: when you say people that live in the neighborhood what do you mean neighbors oh well i that mean that live like, on your
1: block or like you or maybe up the street
0: well i mean like that would be i get like not awkward but like kind of awkward because like if a na- like well i mean i don't know depending on how close you are to your neighbors but all of them i don't give a fuck
1: are we talking about people like that say like hey i was just in the neighborhood if you move like, into the no, town but- and like they're they're saying i was just in the neighborhood i wanted to introduce myself on like a suspicious no no no, no
0: no 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 i'm talking about like it's fucking six o'clock on a friday six p.m You just finished dinner. You're not doing anything. Your hands are in your pants. You're watching TV. Then the doorbell rings and it's your aunt and uncle who are Oh, just showing up unannounced. Yeah, who are at their friends' and they say, oh, we were just in the neighborhood and thought we would swing by and say hi. And then... Two hours later, you're still in my fucking house. I got you. And you're drinking off all my damn alcohol <laughs> and laughing and then asking what we have in for dinner. My nigga, I already ate. My mm-hmm. day was done and you just came and had me restarted. I'm confused. I hate, like, and it's a it's a gener- generational difference because my dad and I had this conversation. I was like, dad, like, the amount of times, like, a family friend's like, oh, I was doing groceries so I was just in the neighborhood. My nigga. You're, first of all, you're always in the neighborhood because you live near us. Second of all, I'm down the street from a grocery store. So that means you're always, like, you don't need to come see me every time you go do groceries. And then it's like, oh, where's Tara? Down, oh, Tara, come say hi. Wh- bitch, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why do, like, I don't know. I hate that. But I think it, it is a generational thing because, like, our, I feel like our age group, it's very, like, hey, girl, if you have time, mm-hmm. like, I'll swing by. Because, like, for me, I'm going to be, I'm going to text you and say, I'm in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. One, A, are you home? Because, like, maybe yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. And two, do you want to chill? But the thing is, it's like, you weren't in the neighborhood for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to know you were ever here. Right. But that's just me. I just, I'm very, I can be very antisocial at times. I don't well, know. for me
1: personally, I've never dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Lucky. Like, I live in Scarborough, so like if you show up to somebody's house unannounced, you may be greeted a little bit uh unceremoniously, shall we okay. say? <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, I've never had to deal with that of people showing up to my house unannounced, and I would never show up to somebody else's house unannounced because I like my life, I like my safety, and <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. I just don't want to put myself in that kind of danger.
0: Fair.
1: Uh, but yeah. I'm I'm sorry that you went through that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just so annoying, and it's like, cause I th- I think I said this like last episode. Like, if I pl- if when if someone asks me what are you doing tomorrow, and I say nothing, mm-hmm. it's because that's my plan. My plan is to do nothing. It's not like when? I'm a- I didn't say I'm available. I didn't say I'm free. You said, what are you doing tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What I am doing is in fact nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you showing up unannounced interrupted my nothingness. And now I have an attitude. <laughs> but what you petty about, sir?
1: Uh, oh, brilliant. Shit, I should have my phone opened up for this. So um, <laughs> I got DM'd a very interesting Twitter thread the other day.
0: Oh, is this the one that I'm, like, live reacting to?
1: Yes. Oh. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> so um, I got a dm from one of my homeboys. He DMs me this Twitter thread, which is kind of trying to break down, well, actually, I'll just get, I'll get into it, and then I want to get your reaction from it first.
0: Okay.
1: Because <laughs> there's been a lot of triggering triggering effects oh, from when I've, I have had to DM it to some of my friends to get their opinions, and yeah, and it's just kind of wild. I feel like there's it's coming from a place of hurt from a lot of uh okay. men where they feel like they're being sent for, you know what I mean? So oh, I want to no. get it from you.
0: Oh, no. Oh, uh,
1: okay <laughs> so the title of the twitter thread high maintenance women and the men who hate them starts out as <laughs> <laughs> tara just let out a bit of a chuckle just now for anyone listening <laughs> all right so here we go all right uh and it, this is it's being spoken like directly towards the men so it starts out as you don't hate high maintenance w- high maintenance women you hate the fact that you lack the resources and tools to perform the maintenance. You hate you, that you lack the discipline to choose a woman who, who would fit your budget. It was kind of wild. <laughs> uh, the greater the value, the greater the cost or burden. There is often a lofty price to pay for the luxury, access, and performance that you desire. The price may be in the form of time, respect, adoration, attention, concern, Knowledge and/or money. You don't hate high maintenance women. You hate the perceived inconvenience and cost. You hate having to be, having to move beyond copy and paste messages, treating all women as if they lived up to the negative stereotypes that hating women that, that uh, women hating men have perpetuated. Let me make it simple: a Rolls Royce and a hooptie are both high maintenance machines. Most likely, you choose, most likely you choose wrong and were bamboozled into paying a Rolls Royce price for a hoopty, and now you're jaded. Or you wanted to... Oh, my God. I'm having a hard time reading. This is how you know I'm drunk, huh? No,
0: <laughs> bruh, it's fine. I'm right there. Yo,
1: fam. White wine is a sin. <laughs> uh, uh, or you wanted to get something out of it, and you ended up with nothing, and that, which also leads you to feel jaded. Stop confusing a high maintenance woman with an under with an undeserving, underperforming and unqualified woman who you won't have that where I- you won't have that issue with. Stop trying to do the bare minimum and you'll position yourself to attract uh, and collect the maximum. Being less doesn't equal getting more. Is that it? That's it.
0: Who was it tweeted by?
1: This was tweeted by Viva Woodlife on Twitter and No, but Instagram.
0: is Viva, does Viva appear to be a male or a woman? Uh, he is a male. Well, Viva?
1: <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. Um, oh, wait, I missed the part. In, oh. clu- in closing, a great high-quality woman is always affordable to a great man, but never cheap.
0: But never cheat.
1: <laughs> if you think that afford uh, that affability is simply a money thing, money stay. thing, stay. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> stay for my next lef, uh, lecture. Step up your game. Step
0: basically, your game. what I oh, temper- oh.
1: basically what I interpret this is is uh, a stop disturbing women that you know you're not ready for it. That's what I determine it as.
0: And that wraps up this week's episode of the Mercy Says Why. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but basically yeah basically because the thing is like so many men step to me but they forget that they have to step to me correct Mm -hmm. and then when i step back it's like oh my god she's so difficult she's so she's so demanding and it's like my nigga you asked you said you wanted to see me and i asked you what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. and you didn't have a plan but now i'm so demanding Mm -hmm. why are you disturbing my peace Mm. Why? Why? Like, look at it this way, okay? Look at all the fucking prep that guys do for like a NBA, fucking a two K match when they're playing each other. They call each other. They talk <laughs> shit. They link up. They maybe get their drinks. They roll up. They, it's a whole big setup. They're mm-hmm. talking shit for hours. Yo, I'm gonna whoop your ass. But there's. Where's all that same energy for prep work before you approach a lady? Mm-hmm. It's all oh, let me haul that shoddy because again, men feel like they are entitled or they deserve or they have the right or they have access to women mm-hmm. whenever they want. And it's like, no, you actually have to come correct. Or Specs. or you have to come in a vulnerable manner that's like, Hey, you I'm interested in you. I may or may not be in your league, but this is what I can offer. And normalize fucking rejection people, like rejection is not an in is me rejecting you is not me asking you to try again a different way. Me rejecting you is me letting you know I am not interested. And like people need to like me saying no is not a is not me challenging you. It's me informing you. And that is what like I think baffles me the most because there's guys who, like, I will flat out, like, di- not disrespect, but mm-hmm. I'll just be like, boy, if you don't stop talking to me, like, mm-hmm. please. And you know me, Malik. I, I will say it just like that. Like, boy, who yeah. are you talking to? <laughs> or, like, you played yourself. You got a typo in the first word. Like I
1: seen tits.
0: <laughs> Like, like <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> like, yo, like, I want... Club era. <laughs> I will just...
1: Off duty. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I will just, like, boy, who the fuck? Like, what mm. the fuck? And then they somehow are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you. You will not get me.
1: Mm.
0: You will not. Like, I've asked a guy before to spell tomorrow on the spot.
1: Ooh. I want to know, the... are you going to double
0: M or are you going to double R? <laughs> I need to know right now. Why? Are you, what? And it's like, mm-hmm. I need to know.
1: Fellas, but, we got to do better.
0: Everyone just has to do better.
1: And the thing is, like, yo, it kind of harkens back to toxic masculinity, you know? But, like, if you get rejected, like, fam, there's a difference between being rejected and, like, where a woman just says thank you, no, thank you, and a woman who, like, goes out of her way to really violate your shit.
0: That, and I'm that woman. Yeah. I will go... You always found the right woman when you found me, because I will violate you But, like, you fam, like, down. the way I
1: look at it, like, yo, if you're in a social, social environment... And you find, and the first girl you talk to may say no, nigga. Just quit while you're ahead. Like, like you don't, don't, don't keep fishing in the bowl trying to get the one goldfish when there's ten other goldfish for you to try and get. You know what I mean? As weird as that may sound, I know that maybe sounds misogynistic, but it's the truth.
0: No, but it's there's it plenty is.
1: of fish in the sea.
0: There is plenty of fish in the sea, but the problem is men think that they can own all the fish whenever they want.
1: This is correct.
0: And it's like, bitch, I'm a fucking swim so fast away from you. I'll be that fish that camouflages into the sand. And then when you accidentally step on me, I'm going to spike up. I'll be that fish.
1: Because oh, it's like when I read it, because my boy, my, one of my homeboys DM'd it to me, and he was triggered. And then I talked to a fo- few of my other boys about it, and they all seemed triggered. And I'm like, nah, he, this guy kind of has a point. He's like, yo, just stop. Don't be a dick to women. <laughs> Don't act like you own women. I just said this earlier in the podcast. Don't act as if women owe you something. Just like, yo.
0: Maybe they'll listen because you're a man and you're saying it. I hope so. Me too.
1: I'm just, I'm just tired of... Honestly, bro, I'm just tired of hearing about different cases of, like, men being accused of harassment and assault. And, yeah. I'm, I've had enough of it. I just want us as men to do better. TBH. TBH.
0: And there you have it. Since you gave us so much knowledge today, do you want to plug yourself? Where can the people find you, Malik? Where can all your fans, <laughs> fans get? In, wow. Where can they get in contact with
1: you? Oh my, feels so special. Um, you should.
0: What?
1: Yeah. So I guess yeah. Honestly, just if you want to follow me on social media at uh, on Instagram or on Twitter at Malik G McPherson. Uh, I also got a Spotify. If you want to listen to my playlist, I got some nice playlists that I recently put out. A lot of oldies. Oh my, what?
0: I want to listen to your Spotify. I'll link this all in the description.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, uh, thank you. It's actually in the the link tree on my on both my Instagram and my Spotify. I just go click the link in my bio. I know okay, that sounds like yes. some Instagram model shit to say. No, but-
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. It is. That's the age. We're talking about it. like We have to hate social media but still live with it. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. It
1: works. Yeah. So yeah, that's really where you can find me right now. I also got some things in the pipeline for myself sort of, for the future, but I don't want to name those things off just yet. I'd rather wait until they're fully active. Yeah. But, yeah, just, you know, pay attention to what I got going on. I got some stuff going on these next few months.
0: Awesome. Can't wait. Thank you so much for being my first, I guess, like, speaking guest, we can say on the I am,
1: Arna. I I feel so special.
0: You are. (laughs) Everyone is. um, But... I hope you enjoyed this episode. If anyone has any questions, you can, obviously re- re- <laughs> you can obviously reach Malik and I on Instagram. I'll link all of our information in the description box uh, below. And don't forget to rate and subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you are listening. Five-star ratings go a long way on these platforms. I want to thank you all for listening and have a great week. Oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait until we get to chat next time. Until then, alia don't forget to love off yourself, now. Okay, bye.